you are not alone. God has not forgotten about you. And know that what, God, that what you are going through right now, God is going to turn it around for your good. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 36 of the Altered Stories show, Dorinthia's Painful Purpose God Story. I'm so excited. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch. For those of you that don't know me, I consider myself a storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry a faith-based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Friends, today I am so excited to be able to bring to you this first interview live via Zoom, Facebook. And I want to thank Michael Blaze, Teresa Blaze with Kadosh Media in helping us stream, record, and edit this podcast show today. And if you're watching, thanks for the support and for being here. And feel free, if you can, to leave your respectful comments during the interview. If you're listening to the podcast, because we are recording, we're going to launch it as episode 36. Do please leave any feedback comments on the podcast show. The Altered Stories Show podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Podchaser, PodacyRadio.com, Libsyn, and of course on our website, www.alteredstories.org. We hope soon to be on Pandora, so keep your prayers going. So let's get this show started. I am so excited to introduce my special guest, Dorinthia Nemeth, to you. Just a few words about Dorinthia. Hey, I love, love doing these intros, friends. I know some podcasters, not their jam, but me, I love it. I love to uh, just really make the guests feel special. So here's what you need to know about Dorinthia. She is on fire for Jesus and for helping women overcome their disappointments and setbacks to fulfill their God-given purpose. Hey, who doesn't need that? We all as women need that. She is, as you can see, she's a beautiful woman of God, wife, mom, speaker, author, worship leader, and Bible teacher. So now let's meet her. Good morning, Dorinthia. How are you doing today? Hi, Michelle. I am so wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show and blessing me and my listeners today. And before we actually go into sharing your painful purpose God story and ministering words uh, with us today, I just have a few questions so we can get to know you a little bit better and the listeners can too. So as you know, I'm very passionate about helping Christian women share their amazing God stories. So I'd love to hear from you why you think it's important for women to share their stories. Wow. It is so important for women to share their stories because 
we need each other. We need to hear one another's stories because we always feel when we're going through a storm, we always feel that we're alone. We always feel that we're the only one going through. We always feel like that we're by ourselves, that no one cares, that God doesn't care. And so we need to, we need our stories. We need to tell our stories. And that's what I do when I go to women's conferences. I encourage them to tell your story. Somebody needs to hear your story. You're not put on this earth for everyone, but you are put on this earth for someone. Someone needs to hear your story because we need to know that we are not alone. We need to know that, okay, I'm not crazy. Okay. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that's that's having problems. I know that my sister over there on the other side of the world, I know that she's going through and, if, and if, or she went through and if she can make through make it through what she went through, then I know I can do it. And so and that's why I even wrote books about it about to encourage women, okay, you are not alone. God has not forgotten about you and know that what God, that what you are going through right now, God is going to turn it around for your good. So pick your head up, sister, and, and run this race and know that God, that, that your victory is on the other side. So, so we need, so, so that's why I, we feel, I believe that we as women, as men and women, we need to tell our stories. We need to know that we are not alone and that we can make it. Amen. Praise God. And I believe that too. And there's so much healing that takes place when a woman you know, shares her story, whether it's personally or whether it's on the other side by the listener. And the name of my show is called Altered Stories. And I just praise God for that name because it's hugely transformational. Every single listener has some sort of transformation when they hear the stories. And it may be a rolling transformation. It may be a transformation that's not apparent right away, but it's a seed, right? It's a seed. Also, I know you're a worship leader and we've I've heard a few of your songs and I would love to know what your favorite Christian song is. I have a lot of favorites, but one of my favorite is Waymaker. And I, be, I believe that a lot of people, you know, especially during this time, I think that has become like the anthem for this COVID, for everything that's going on with the racism and everything that's going on that way maker. Because when we, in spite of it all, in spite of what's going on around us, it is a blessing. It's awesome to be a child of God. And to know that he is our way maker, he is our miracle worker, our promise keeper and our light in the darkness, because that is what we need right now. We need a light in the darkness and God and God is all of those things and everything that we need him to be. So Waymaker is, is really one of my favorite songs. Well, I'll tell you what, I love it. I've created watch parties on that song, and it just really has such a Holy Spirit call in the the music and the, how mm -hmm. Michael W. Smith really made that song so popular, yes. too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Dorinthia, uh, Dorinthia, sorry, I just want to find out what your style is in how you lead worship. So would you be willing to sing a little bit of that song and, and bring us into worship? Yes, I would love to. I'm, I'm loading it because I want to. I like to have music because I've done a couple of Facebook lives with me worshiping, and so um, 
and I have music in the background. So let me let me turn the music up. I don't th- I don't know if you can hear it or not. Okay, good. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, glory, glory. Lord, we bless your name, oh God. Yeah. Ooh. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, moving in our midst, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, and we call you Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, my God, that is who you are. We call you Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, we worship you, oh God. Lord, we give you glory, we bless your name, oh God. You are worthy. Yeah, you know you're worthy, God. Yeah, we bless your name, Jesus. You are healer, you are keeper, you are way maker. Ooh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Has anyone told you you sound like Whitney Houston? No, no. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I, I don't think I do, but I, I'll accept the compliment. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, thank you for blessing us with that, Dorinthia. That's so beautiful, Dorinthia. Um, can you share too a few of your other hobbies that you you enjoy in your life? I know you do so much you know, as a speaker and author, writer, you know, I know you like the water. Um, and I just was curious, and I'm sure others um, would love to hear what you enjoy doing. Well, my favorite pastime when I'm not um, in the world, when I'm not praying and doing my uh, lives, my Facebook lives or recording, I go to work out. I love to stay fit. So I have a I have a gym at Planet Fitness and I like to go work out. I, I was going to work out every other day, but I'm finding out that with me just going every other day that that these uh these love handles are not leaving as fast as I want them to. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I need to step it up a bit. So now so I just started this week. I started going every day. And but at the same time, I, I tell people that because uh, a lot of people they eat to lose weight. Well, I I, they exercise, you know, so, so they can lose weight, but I exercise so I can eat. 
because I, I like to eat. So, so you know, a, a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, we, they tell you, okay, you have to watch what you eat when you exercise, and and but I, I'm like, okay, I exercise so so that I can maintain my weight, so I don't gain weight. So, so that I can just maintain where I'm at. Hopefully you lose a few pounds because I'm sure like you or probably every, some other women that are listening to this weekend, you know, during this quarantine, we're going to gain weight. So I put, I put on my fifth, my five pounds that I'm trying desperately to lose. If I can just get back down to where I was pre COVID. So anyway, so, so yeah, I like to work out. And then the other thing is, yes, I love nature. I was blessed last week. My husband was working in Sandusky and so, uh, and they, um, his job put him up in a hotel. And so he invited me to, to come with him while he, and, I, and so while he was uh, working, I, I found three separate parks and I went to three different parks and I just love to be out in nature. I love the water. And hopefully I want to own a home someday on the water, but I love the water because to me it's just, it's just so beautiful. And it just, I love just sitting there and thinking on God's goodness and just thinking about how beautiful God made the earth to be. And to me, it's just, it's, it's a way for, for me to get away mentally, to rest my mind, you know, to not worry about anything. I, I guard, it's a way for me to guard my peace because we are to guard our peace because we listen to the news and we listen to everything that's going on. You know, we can, it's easy for us to become overwhelmed. It's easy for us to become fearful. So we have to, and, and even the Bible says to guard your heart. You know, we have to guard our heart. You have to guard your mind for out of it flows the issues of life. So we, we have to, you, you have to guard. And so that's, that's one of the things that I do to guard my mind and to relax mentally is I love to go sit by the water. I'll just take a magazine and some water and I'll just sit and just look at the water. Well, I think it's so important to take care of your mental health, especially right now. So you know, it sounds like you're doing really well through the COVID in terms of self-care, because I think a lot of us forget. I mean, there is a pandemic out there, but there's also not just the physical component. There is a mental health component. And all of us can do some sort of social isolation by going somewhere where there's not a lot of people or taking a nature walk or being outside or sitting in the presence of God or you know, even like you said, um, reflection or getting still. I mean, still. And I do think the water does that. I too am one who loves the beach. I love the water. I'm praying we will find a lake home uh, as well. I love the mountains too. Don't get me wrong. I'm Colorado girl background, um, moving into the Midwest. But, you know, I'm learning to appreciate all the lakes and everything that's around me. So, um, thank you for sharing that. You know, before we get into your purposeful pain story, um, Dorinthia, Dor I wanted to find out from you, what one thing would you like the listeners to take away or those that are watching today from what you will be sharing um, as part of your God story? I want them to take away that no matter what it is, no matter what, what pain that you are experiencing, that God is able to turn your pain into purpose, that nothing is too hard for God. God is 
faithful. That's the number one thing. If you don't remember anything else from this broadcast, know that God is faithful and that he won't leave you. He won't forsake you and that he will turn your pain into purpose and into power. Because when you allow God to use your pain for purpose, it becomes your power. It it becomes your weapon to fight against the enemy. So know that God is faithful and that he is with you through every storm, no matter what it is that you go through. And I am a living witness that God will carry you. He will carry you through everything. Well, that is an excellent segue into having you now share with us your purposeful pain, God story. So Dorinthia, where does your God story begin? Well, it began, um, I am a wife for 27 years now. We've been married for 27 years, but after, during our eighth year, and even, even, well, I have to even go before that, just to give you a little bit of history about me and my husband, Albert. Um, We had met when he was 21. He, I, I grew up in the church all my life. My, both of our grandfathers were pastors. They they are both now deceased, but both of our grandfathers were pastors. But the difference was, is that I was brought up in church my, with, by both of my parents. And um, he, on the other hand, he was not, um, his parents had him when he was very young. When they were very young, they were sophomores in high school. And so he was raised by his great grandparents. And so he was not brought up in church. His grandparents were not saved. So, so, but he did come to know the Lord when he was 21. But even before then, when he was nine years old, when he was visiting his mom, um, and just to, just so you can understand my story, when he was visiting his mo- his mother one time, um, she introduced him to marijuana when he was nine years old. And so that became a stronghold in his life. Little did I know what, how that would become effective, how that would affect our marriage and our lives today. So when he was uh, 21, he came to know the Lord. That's when we had met. For as far as I know, what, what he showed me was that he was free, you know, he had a relationship with God, but we didn't know. And we even tell, and he even tells people now that he knew God with his head. He had a head knowledge of God but now with his heart, you know, and like many, many people, you know, we know about God, but we don't know the heart of God. We don't, we don't have that relationship. See, many of us, we, you know, we, we know God on the surface. We, we go to church, but how many of us really have that deep relationship that we take time to spend time with God? Because that's the only way to have a relationship. When you are in a relationship, you have to spend time with one another, no matter who that relationship is with. And so he had that head knowledge. He knew about God, but not so much that relationship. And so there, there came a time um, after our uh, seven-year anniversary in May of 2000 that he was struggling. He was struggling with some things. And, and uh, uh, before that, though, he was, he was working at the church. And when we first came to Toledo in 95, he was working at the church and he had a good job working for the church. Well, we started having kids. And so he didn't have the benefits 
we didn't have health insurance through the church. So he looked for, he had to look for another job that would offer him benefits. And so being around worldly people, sometimes you become a part of the people that you are around. And so that though him hanging around, being around worldly men out on his job in the secular world, um, it began to affect him in a negative way. And it began to bring up those demons that we thought were gone. And it began to, um, and those temptations came to entice him. And they, you know, they smoked marijuana and they went to strip clubs, you know, they went to the bar after they got off work. And, and so he, um, he was drawn to that. He had revealed to me that he was struggling and, you know, we as wives and as mothers, we want to try to fix things, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy a couple's Bible and, you know, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, we're going to pray and we're going to fix this, you know, and everything is going to be okay. And I'm going to buy this couple's Bible and we're going to get up in the morning and we're going to pray, you know, I have devotions, but you know, little did I know that, excuse me, that we were, that sometimes prayer, yes, prayer all all the time, prayer is good. All the time, the word of God is good. All the time, God is good. But at the same time, when you are struggling with some things that um, you've been struggling with since you were a child, sometimes you do have to go outside and you do need uh, someone to counsel you and you need someone to talk to. And if I would have known then what I know now, you know, I would have went to our pastor and I would said, okay, this is what we're struggling with. We need, you know, we, we need some counsel. We need some, we need pr- that extra prayer, you know, from our, from someone that, that, you know, that can, tech, that can help us come through this, but we didn't, you know, we, we didn't know to do that. And so we, we thought, okay, we, that we would just get up in the mornings, have devotion and, and, you know, and pray together. But that, but that struggle was still there. That stronghold was still there pulling on him. And, it, and I really didn't, and I mean, I could, I could still see it. And, and I, I tell people, or he tells people that, you know, that it's my fault of the way things turned out because I had prayed. I was like, okay, Lord, I can't fix this. You know, I'm like, I, I need you to fix it. And I, and, I, and I pray, Lord, whatever it takes, I want my husband to have a relationship with you. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a very courageous and brave prayer when mm-hmm. you take that to the throne. Yes. And you know what? And, and even now I'm very careful. Because even with my children, like my children don't serve the Lord right now. And I'm very careful about pay, praying that prayer because <laughs> I because I, I pray for my children. But at the same time, but it's like, OK, be careful what you pray for, because you just might get it. So <laughs> And so I pray, Lord, whatever it takes, you know, I just want my husband to have a strong relationship with you. And God did. And little did we know what it was going to take. But God showed us a few months later, it wasn't that much, that much uh, longer after that, that I got a knock on, on my door. My husband had went out and there was a knock on my door and there were 
five police cars in our driveway because we had our home set off from the road and we had a long driveway. And so there were like five to seven. Well, before it was all over, I think it was more than that. Um, they have they were sitting in our driveway and they were knocking on our door and they said that we have arrested your husband. He had gotten to make a long story short. He had got into some trouble with the law, hanging around the wrong people. And he had did something that he shouldn't have done. And the policemen now are knocking on my door saying that we have arrested your husband and he's going to be gone away for a long time. And they and our children, we had we had two children. Then our children, um, our son was four and our daughter was two. I was a stay at home mom. You know, I stayed home and took care of the kids. And um, but that night it just totally shifted my world like a total 180. And I had there were policemen standing at our door. They said that by the time your husband gets home, that your children would have graduated from high school before he before he comes home they came into my home and they were looking around my home and and it was it was something because i don't know i guess god little did i know that that god was already preparing me because i had michelle i had so much peace and even it, it was it was something because it even baffled the one of the policemen because they were expecting me, I guess, to be crying. They were expecting me, yes, going crazy. But and he even asked me, he, he said, he said, you, he said, you seem to be awfully calm. You know, I, I, I just said the first thing that came to my mind, I said, well, my parents took, took me to church ever since I was a little girl. And I said, it's nothing but the peace of God. It's the peace of God. And so I was able to minister in that moment to him to let him know that, you know, that I'm a child of God and that God, God was with me that night. And so, yeah. And so I went to um, they he was arrested in May. But even then, you know, I was thinking, Michelle, OK, Lord, I know that you just that, that he's not going to be gone away like like they said. I know that, you know, that your plan is just, you know, to make it to scare him, you know, that it's that it's, it's just to scare him, you know, just to turn to get him to turn his life around. I know that he's not going to be gone, you know, and, you know, I didn't believe it. I was like, OK, again, I, you know, I think oh, oh, if I fast, you know, if I pray and I'm going to go on a fast and, and, and we're going to come out of this. And because um, sometimes we think that if we pray hard enough. Or if we fast hard enough that we can fast our way or pray our way out of a situation. And sometimes God, he wants us to, he allows us to stay in that situation because there's a greater picture. There's more that he has for us that our natural eyes can see. And that's when you have to look at things through the eyes of the spirit. And that's what I tell women when I minister that you have to, that when we are going through a storm, you have to learn how to look at your situation with eyes of the Holy Spirit with Holy Spirit eyes, with the eyes of the spirit, because when we look at what's going around in the, in the natural, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. But when you look at your situation and your circumstance with spirit eyes, and then you can see, you get a whole different perspective. I'm, I'm, but I'm thinking, you know, if I, if I pray hard enough that God is going to, he's going to bring him home. You know, he's going to be home when I was with our children. He's going to be a father and I'll be able to continue to stay at home and, and take care of them, you know, but it didn't, it didn't happen like that. 
And six months later in November on his court date, he had called me. I got a phone call. Um, during this time, he was in the Toledo jail and I got a phone call and he said, he said, honey, I've been sentenced for 16 years. And that you're talking about my faith being shaken. I believe it was it was at that moment that I was like, okay, this is really happening to me. Now what am I going to what am I gonna do about it? How am I gonna make it? And I cried for three days. I, I, that's all I could do. I just I just cried because you know I was I, and I tell and I tell women, you know, I grew up in church all my life. You know, I was a I was a good girl. You know, I was I didn't I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, or I didn't you know do do anything or or hung around those that did. You know, I was I, I went to church and I I, I was uh, saved when I was a teenager. You know, and I was like I was and I, I I didn't disobey my parents. You know, and I was like I did everything right. So how could this be? How could this be happening to me? And isn't isn't that how we how we think sometimes? Is that you know, well, God, how how is this? Why is this? You know, the big question is why. You know why? Why is this happening to me? I did it, but I, you know, I'm in the Word praying. You know, I'm 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 in the Word. I'm praying. I go to church. You know, how could this be happening to me? And so, but God had, he had to let me know. He had, he had to church. You know, I, I, I say I had to learn how to put my big girl panties on. You know, I had to like pull them up, you know? And I was like, okay, this, this isn't Kansas anymore. We, we are not in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. I was thinking about Dorothy, you know, and the Wizard of Oz. Okay. I, I'm, my name isn't Dorothy, but it's close. And I'm like, okay, Dorothea, you are, you are not in Kansas anymore. This is not Kansas. You know, you got to put your big girl panties on and you're going to have to go through this and you're going to have to figure it out, you know? And so that's what I did. And, 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 um, he told me that he was after I cried for my my three days and which is all I knew to do. And that you're talking about being at my lowest state because I've never been one to experience depression or sadness or anything like that. You know, I've, I've been blessed. And so, but you're talking about deep. I, 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 I don't know if you would call it depression, but I was just it's like I was just numb. You know, I was just tore up, you know, and so. I came out of that because I knew and I had to come out of it because I, I had a two year old and a four year old. I had children to take care of. So I had to come out of that. And I went, I applied for welfare. I went to the social services. I applied for welfare. God had to put my children in daycare. You know, it was during those times when you heard horror stories about about putting my children being in daycare. And it, and it was like I was so scared to put my children. In, I had to put them in daycare and I had to learn and I had to get a job and I had to say, OK, this is what I had. This is my new normal. You know, I'm going to have to do what I have to do to take care of my children. Then I, I eventually uh, lost my home. I lost my car. I had to move back home to live with my parents because we didn't have any savings. You know, I wasn't working. And that when I did, when I did start working, it was just, a, it was a, through a temp, you know, just temporary work. And, and it wasn't, and I wasn't hired permanently, you know? And so I, I lost everything I had to move back home to live with my parents for a few years until I got back on my feet, you know, to get myself out of debt and I wanted to get a home and everything. So during that time, you know, but, God and I and I tell women I said that 
when, when there's a, an, an appointment, there's an assignment for your life. God has a purpose for your life. And the enemy would, would try that. He will come against you to try your purpose, to, your, to come against your destiny, to get us to quit, to get us to give up. But I tell women that it doesn't matter that your faith has to override that because see the enemy, he will come to try to, he will try to come against you not to question God's existence because even the devil and demons know that there is a God, you know, but they want, he, he wants to get you to question God's character that God does not love you. He wants to get you to question God's character that God has lied to you and that his word is not true to question God's character that, that, that God uh, doesn't love you because we know that the Bible says that God is love. That is his character and his character is faithfulness. He will try to get you to lose your faith because if, if he will get you, if he can get you to lose your faith, your faith is the foundation to help you to endure every season that you go through. It is your faith. And if, if the enemy can get you to lose your faith, to stop believing in God, because we know that faith, it doesn't deny reality, but faith believes God in spite of what it looks like, in spite of your reality. And so and that's where I had to hold on to my faith. I had, and, and I praise God that I had, my, that my faith was strong enough to carry me through. And so he kept, God has kept me and he carried me through that. And, and, I, and I tell women that, no matter what it is, no matter uh, what what pain you may be feeling, God, what God is doing. See, just like the olive has to go through a pressing in order to bring out the oil, we too have to go through a, through times of pressing in order to to carry the oil that is on our lives to pour, so that we can have have the oil to pour out onto other women to encourage them as we said earlier and, and um that we have to that we need each other's story to encourage one another to inspire one another to to not quit and so my husband now he's been sentenced for 16 years I'm, i i got an apartment I was able to move out of my parents' home. I got an apartment and then, and it was funny because, and, and we knew that we really believed God that he wasn't going to spend that whole time, the whole 16 years in prison, but we just didn't know how long. And so here it is now it's 2011 on New Year's, uh, on, uh, yeah, New Year's Eve, December 31st on so New Year's Eve. And and I just knew that God was going to, I mean, I was just believing because we have, we wrote letters to the judge and we, you know, and we were just praying and, and but I, I do have to say, I'm sorry, let me go back. I asked God, like I said, I had prayed and I told God whatever it takes to that. I want my husband to have a relationship with God. And I have to tell you that the first time I went to visit him after he was sentenced, I saw God in him. I heard God in his voice. It was like there was an instant change. And even though people were telling me, people that were close to me saying that I should, they were saying, Dorinthia, you know, you're young. You can, you can marry somebody else, move on with your life. 
you know, you can find somebody else that will take care of you. But when I went to visit Albert for the first time, I knew that it was that it was God's will for me to stay in there, to, to hang in my marriage, to not give up because it's, it's easy to quit. It's easy to give up. It's easy to move on. And it's it, but the hard work comes when you choose to stay in the race, when you choose to stay there and you choose to to do what you believe that God is, is calling you to do, because sometimes God, he'll he'll. Uh, ask us to do difficult things. We'll have difficult assignments, and we and we want to say, God, are you sure that you want that it's me? Why don't you pick Susie, who's on the other side, you know, uh, down the street? Because I don't want this, you know. I don't, I don't want to go through this test. You can pick somebody else, you know. I, I know you have, I know you have a greater destiny, a greater plan for me. But you know, but if, this, if I, I got to go through this, that's okay, you know. I'm like, I, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> so well, and it's the last thing you would ever anticipate that you would be going through. That's a thing. It's like the last something that hits you that you would. You're just so broadsided in terms of the expectations. I mean, it was like when I was married to my husband, he had an affair and left and I was pregnant with my daughter. And who would have thought ever that I would be in a situation during a pregnancy having to go through and reposition, figure out where my life and my destiny is now, knowing I'm a pregnant woman, and having to go out there just like you. I mean, it just, it, it rocks your world. But God is, like you said, he's so incredibly faithful. And when we put our full trust and faith in him and our obedience, and we, you know, keep praising him and thanking him and, and you know, have a, a, a mindset, a future set mindset that God's had a purpose and in what it is that you're going through. So anyway, not to interrupt you there, Dorinthia, but I did want to interject that much. Yes, that's good. But yeah, so I, I chose to stay. I was like, okay, Lord, th- th- this is the man that I pray for. It was like, I could see, I, could, I saw it instantly. I was like, okay, God, this is what it's going to take because I pray whatever it takes. If this is what it's going to take, then okay, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. And so, and I saw an instant, immediate change in him. And he even told me, he said, he said, Dorinthia, he said, you don't have to stay with me. He even said, he said, you could find somebody else, you know, and anybody would be, would love to be married to you. He said, If you want to leave, he said, I will sign the papers. He said, whatever you want me to do. But I was like, that was to me, my mind was already made up and that wasn't even an option. I was like, no, I said, we're going to stay and we're going to stay in this thing together. And that's, I mean, and that's what really has blessed, what has held our marriage together is that when you go through something with somebody like that, you're talking about growth. You're talking about relationship, a marriage, when a marriage goes, goes through something like that, it pulls you, it, it, it will do one of two things. It, it will either tear you apart or it will pull you closer together. And so it definitely, it, it, it has definitely become the glue that has kept us together. And so, um, he, I, like I said, I, I stayed with him. And so fast forward now to 2011, 
New Year on December 31st, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, because I had been believing God. I just knew that, okay, now I could just feel it. Now is the time. You know, I know God is going to bring my husband home this year, you know, but then when it didn't happen by January 1st of 2012, I, that was when uh, all, all my faith began to 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 uh, go a, another way. All it was like it was happening all over again. I was like, I don't know if I can make it, even though I only had four more years. You know, it's like okay, I just got four more years, and already it was already twelve years that had that had passed. I'm like, okay, but I only have four more years. But even and that and that's one of the another trick of the enemy that if that when you are we are so close. When you are on the brink of your breakthrough, that's when he would try to get you to give up. But if you would just hold on and just, you know, just don't quit. And I, and I was, and I was, I remember that night on New Year's Day and I was, and I was crying. I was like, honey, I don't, I don't know if I can wait. You know, I thought, I thought you were going to be home by now. And, and, you know, and I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, my, my, again, my faith was shaking and he was trying to encourage me and he was trying to uplift me, but he didn't have the answer. He, you know, all, all we knew, all, all he could tell me, he's like, well, honey, God told me I'm not going to spend all my time, all that time here. He said, but he didn't tell me how long, you know? And so I had to, you know, it, it, it and it was, it was funny. So I was, I went back to work because uh, I was, I was off work for Christmas break for a week. And so I went back to work and three or four days later, I can't rem- remember exactly, but I got a phone call and he told me, he said, honey, I'm coming home. He said, I'm coming home. And I was like, yes. And I was like, it, it was, it was, I was like, wow. And I was like, all I had to do was just hold off for four more days. <laughs> it's been yeah. four years. Right. <laughs> just, just four more oh, days, days, you yeah. know. But, but God, God let me know that when we, even when we get to the end of ourselves, Michelle, even when we feel like, okay, this is it and I can't take it anymore, it, it's at that point that God says, okay. Now is your time. Now is the time when we when we get to the end of ourselves and we don't we've done all we can do. We've prayed all the prayers and all, and we don't know what else to do. And that's and sometimes that's when God he'll move in and he'll move in your situation and he'll turn things around. So he came home. He it was before my son. Our son graduated from high school before our children. My, my son, he was a, a junior in high school. Our daughter was a freshman. I'm sorry. Our son was, uh, our son was in the 11th grade and our daughter, she was going to the ninth grade and he was there. He was home. He came home and there was, there was some, some changes, you know, that we had to get used to being around each other again, but we knew that it was God. You know, even when people ask me, well, Dorothy, how did, how did you stay in there all that time? And I was like, it was God. And so he came home, God blessed him with the, the job he had before, but now he was stronger. He's stronger now to stand against the temptations. And now he has a good job and he's working and he, our son, graduated. He, he was there for our son's graduation. He was there for our daughter's graduation. Our son now is in the Navy. He's married with three children. Our, our daughter is in her senior year at, at the University of Toledo. And so 
God, you know, and we bought our first, first home together. We have a beautiful home. We're both serving in the ministry as associate pastors at our church. And so God, you know, and now he allowed me to quit my job. You know, he, he God turned it. He is an amazing man. I can tell people that what God, when God, what God does, God, God's work is perfect. What he does is perfect. He said that I will perfect those things that concern you. And he made my husband, he turned my husband around. He is an amazing husband. He allowed me, because when I had wrote my second book, I taught a Bible study on it. And that and teaching that Bible study really is what had led me to my purpose. I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm uh, writing and and speaking. And so he allowed me to leave my job. I had a very good job at, at, the, at the university. He allowed me to leave my job. And I'm now I'm at home. He's allowed me to do, you know, whatever it is I want to do. And, and he he takes joy in taking care of me. You know, so so God is good. And that's and that's what and that's why I can tell people that God is faithful. That no matter what it looks like, no matter even what it feels like, it may feel bad, it may look bad, but God will bring you through. No matter what it is, He will be God will be whatever you need Him to be. God will bring you through. And so I, I tell women to just you whatever no matter what you are going through, no matter what your circumstances are, that God that if you continue to put God first, that God will give you the strength that you need to and he will bring you out of it. It may not be in your timing because if it was up to me, you know, my husband would have came home with the, you know, that first year. But our timing is not always God's timing, but his timing is perfect. His timing is so perfect. His ways are perfect. His will is perfect. And so that when we just continue to just serve him and, and allow him to be first place in our lives, God, he will show up and he will move on your behalf. So, so that's, that's, that's it in, in a nutshell. <laughs> In a nutshell, that is a lot. <laughs> oh, there's so many wonderful things that you shared as part of that, Dorinthia. I just, I mean, the attestment of God's faithfulness and how God worked through your circumstances to be able to bring you to your purpose, which is, I mean, you would have never thought back then that where you are now is where you would be. I'm sure. I mean, God is just a God of miracles. He is a God. And and the key is, is when we're faithful and we're righteous and we trust him. And when we immediately give to him our will, then he starts to actually work. I mean, and it's very difficult sometimes for people to understand that but God works so personally with each one of us. He's such a gentleman and such a loving God. And I, you know, I know there's a lot more to your story. I wish we had a lot more time in terms I could sit here and say, okay, so how did you raise your kids? And who came alongside you? And how is your church in that? And did you get to see your husband? Did you get to talk with him? And how did God work with him? And, you know, this, the, and, prison, you know, through that 
process. I mean, there's so much, but I know that you and him obviously are retaking what God has done and using it. I'm so thankful that you're willing and so brave and courageous to share your story publicly and to get out there and let others know what God has done in your life and in your marriage and what he's done in your husband's life, Albert. I love also seeing the pictures of you together. You all are just really such an adorable couple. And you know, it's a brave thing to hang in there when things aren't going well in your marriage, Dorinthia. I mean, so many want to just walk out. So many want to give up. You know, you really hung in there, girl. So I admire that. I truly, because waiting and working through the process of having to deal with that when your husband came home is harder probably than any that, you know, the dependence that you both have on the Lord and helping you through those circumstances. So again, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing with my listeners and today what God has done in your life and is doing in your life. And, you know, you've shared through your ministering in your God story how others who are struggling might be able to, you know, make it through. Um, and obviously the word of God and through others in church and your faith and also, there's a lot of resources. Now, you've written two books. We've got the Girl Push book, and we've got Next, right? These are two of your books. So are you um, marketing them for helping women who are going through struggling or trying to deal with the disappointments um, and, and just to keep encouraged? I'm assuming that you've got those available out on your website too um, for purchase. Now we're going to give um, friends, we're going to give one uh, book to, well, we Dorinthia was gracious and donated four to Altered Stories Ministries. So we're going to give um, the first four out to those that choose to donate $20 and up. So uh, there's two of the girl push and two of the next. So you you will have to let us know what you want because obviously she's got a lot more, but in terms of um, donations and what we're doing here at Altered Stories Ministry is we're giving out two of the girl push and two of the next based on her donation. So thank you for your graciousness there. Dorinthia, is there anything else that you want to share and any other advice? I mean, there's a lot involved in walking in your purpose and trusting God for promises when they don't come. I mean, I know I've been through years and years of what I would consider a struggle, um, trying to, you know, see the end state or see that God's, God's goodness, you know, through the process. And he just has the bigger picture and we have to see that bigger picture and trust that he has our back. Right. So I, I'm assuming um, that you have uh, some other advice maybe that you haven't shared that would benefit anyone that might be going through this circumstantially right now. One of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 29 and 11. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord. Thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you. Thoughts to give you a future hope and an expected end. Our, as I said earlier, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. And he, he even says that in the Bible, I believe in Isaiah 
chapter 55, he said that my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts your thoughts, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than yours. So even though we can't see the big picture, God has so much more. And that's when he, when I wrote my second book, um, when I, actually when I wrote Next, when I wrote Next, I had started writing that book and I was like, well, you know what? I really don't feel like writing, <laughs> writing this book, you know, and I kind of put it over to the side, you know, but like a lot of us, you know, we start writing something and then we, you know, we think that we're going to get back to it and we end up pushing over to the side. And then years later, you know, it's still there unfinished. So I started writing this book and then I went to and I didn't even I didn't tell anybody that I was writing this book. And I went to my pastor because actually next is my second book. My first book is called In the Midst of the Storm which talks a, a, more about, but I, I, I don't market that as, as much because that's, that's, I, that was my first book. So it's, it's not my best work, but it does tell more about my story. But I had, I had wrote that book in 2010. And so I had uh, started this, started next. And my pastor came to me. It was during prayer service one night and he was walking around and, and God was just using him to minister and to prophesy. And he, and when he got to me, he was praying for me. He said, Dorinthia, he said, God has told me that there's another book inside of you that you have started and that God wants you to finish that book. And of course, I try to use excuses like, um, well, you know what? I, I started writing the book and but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a God word. I don't want to just just write anything. You know, I, I was just making up excuses. And but but even God knows our excuses because my pastor said he said, well, God said that when you sit down to write that he'll give you the words to say. And I already knew that because I knew that that's how God ministered to me and writing my books. And so it, there was no running away from it. And, but God had let me know, like I said, I, 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 so I was obedient and I finished that book and I had taught a, I taught a class, a Bible study, a four week Bible study at my church. And that teaching that class gave me life. And I had taught that class and I was like, this is what, like I said, that's when I knew what my purpose was. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be writing, writing and speaking. And so God had revealed to me. There is more, Dorinthia, there is more that I have for you. Because see, after my husband came home, you know, my children, I had raised my children for the most part. They were in high school. So I was like, girl, you can chill. You know, you can just relax. You know, you can just coax, you know, and just take it easy. But, you know, God was revealing to me. He said, Dorinthia, there is more that I have for you. And so now I'm, I'm walking in my next and I'm walking in my more. And God wants to let wants me to encourage your audience to let them know that there is more. There is more that God has for you, that when you are obedient and do what he wants you to do, just do do what he wants. And, and he will he will open doors. God has been opening doors for me and giving me favor. And so just know that whatever situation you may be in, that th this is not it. This your 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 current circumstances. It's, it's just it's just the uh, the the door that will give you that will um, help to uh, propel 
propel you into your destiny. That's all it is. It's just to serve as the door to propel you into your destiny. Amen. So, you know, friends, thank you for being with us. We've kind of gone over. It's been hard not to. This has been such an inspiring time to be here with Dorinthia and to hear what God is doing and has done in her life. It's just so energizing. And Dorinthia, again, I want to thank you for being so gracious and for blessing us today by coming on the show and sharing all that God has done. And friends, I want to let you know, we're going to have all of her information up on her episode 36 page on our website. Um, Dorinthia has a lot of ways that you can get in contact with her on YouTube. Um, She's got Facebook, she's got Instagram. Um, You've got a website out there. I mean, there's just a lot. We'll make sure that there's um, more information out there on how to get this these books too. But anyway, Dorinthia, again, I I want to thank you. God bless you. Know that we're praying for you. We're in your corner. Um, We're fans. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.